Hi, welcome back to Plenty. Today I have an incredible, delicious guest for you. Her name is Dana Myers, and she is an award-winning entrepreneur who has a company called Booty Parlor that exists to help women to feel confident and sexy in their own skin, in their own way. She's also an author, she is a mom, and she runs her company with her husband, Charlie. She's been featured everywhere from Good Morning America, The Wall Street Journal, Parents, etc. She is brilliant, she is funny, she is sexy, and we talk about today sex in long-term relationships, how to teach our daughters to be sensual expressed beings while also being safe. We also talk about running a business with your husband and what are some of the best tips. We talk about sex, we talk about spells, we talk about magic, we talk about vulvas. We go so many places. You're gonna love this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Plenty. I'm your host, Kate Northrup, and together we are going on a journey to help you have an incredible relationship with money, time, and energy, and to have abundance on every possible level. Every week, we're gonna dive in with experts and insights to help you unlock a life of plenty. Let's go fill our cups. Please note that the opinions, and perspectives of guests on the Plenty podcast are not necessarily reflective of the opinions and perspectives of Kate Northrup or anyone who works within the Kate Northrup brand. Okay, so Dana, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. You're stud sergeant. Oh, I love exciting. you so much. Okay, so I want to start off with, I don't know if you remember this, but I was super pregnant with Ruby. And I invited you in to be an expert in my membership yes. to talk about sensuality and sexuality as women in long-term relationships. Yes. And you told me all sorts of things that at the time <laughs> I just was like, who is this woman? Where did she come from? We're from different planets. We are. And that <laughs> well, we were not going to work for me. But I want to update you, and I'm so excited to have this updated conversation today. And for anyone who listened to that one way back, yeah. I've changed. And luckily, you've been around the whole time to yeah. hold this light of what's possible. I have seen your change. I've noticed your change, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. It's Well, it's just noticeable in the way we talk about sex and the way we talk about relationships. Totally. It's been a really beautiful, organic uh, thing to witness in you. So you've been... Uh, a way shower for me in terms of what is possible as a grown ass woman yeah. in sensuality and sexuality. You also have two kids. Oh, you yeah. also are married for how many years? Almost, oh God, almost 19. Almost 19. And together, how many years? Almost 21. Wow. I know. Oh, I just like hit my reflex. <laughs> <laughs> well, it That's deserves a kick. It deserves well. a kick. It deserves a kick. Yeah. Okay. And you run your company with your husband, which for some people really can throw water on the fire. Yeah. And so we have a lot to talk about today. But my first question is, did you have a way shower or multiple way showers yeah. for you to show you and to, to model that it is possible to be a mom, be a homeowner, be a business owner, be a wife and maintain and amplify yeah. 
your sexuality all at the same time. Yes. And my, who were they? My mother, Ugh. first and foremost, Babs, Barbara. God bless Babs. God bless she her. She is such a beautiful woman. Thank you. Just She's like a beautiful, you. thank you so much. She's a beautiful woman who really did model for me what activating and working with your sensuality and your inner and outer beauty could mean for a woman. And it's interesting because she kind of made her way through the world with this vivacious sensuality and natural flirtatiousness. And I watched how people were drawn to her because of it. And she wasn't using it in a manipulative way. She was really just feeling herself. Yeah. Um, and I watched how people related to her. And I also watched um, how she and my dad really prioritized their sex life. And as a kid, I would roll my eyes and I would like want to you know, wash my eyeballs out. Um, but she was like, we're, we're going in our room and we're locking the door. Like and how I, old were you at that time? I mean, I was in, said that? so I was in my first house. So I moved out of that house when I was 10. Okay. And I remember it, I guess, since I can remember things. Mm -hmm. So early, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. I always knew that they were making time for themselves in their bedroom and the door was locked and that was their time. And then as I aged, she would verbalize it, which really made me want to gag, but also... Like, like, what would she say? Oh, God, she would think, oh, Mom... She'd be like, we're going to fool around. Fool around. Fool around. Amazing. That was how she talked about it. And she, but she would say, you know, it's really important for us. Yeah. And what was interesting about them is that their emotional relationship was actually quite volatile, but their physical relationship was very grounded and passionate. And I think that passion is really what kept them going. I always say, like, the first 30 years of their relationship were the hardest, and, like, the last 24 have been the best. But their sexuality and their sexual connection. Your parents are still married. Yes. Was really the thread that I saw really carry them through all the hard times. So for me, it was always like, okay, this is a really important part. Just witnessing that. But she was very, very verbal with me. And my dad was too. I mean, I remember my dad said to me, I was about 13. And I was like, they knew I was starting to explore my curiosities. And my mom was very open and vocal. She was always like, did you know that touching yourself could be just as pleasurable as having sex with someone else? And I was like... Like starting pretty early? I was 13 when oh, she 13 said that when to she me. Said that. Okay, yeah, great. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know, mom. But it really just affirmed so what I was already doing. I was already exploring pleasure for myself. But my dad pulled me aside and he was like, I acknowledge you as a sexual being. How old were you? I, I had to be 13 or 14. That's incredible. And I think because they saw that I was, like, aggressively pursuing my curiosity, yeah. which is true. I felt a, an incredible sexual energy. This is who you were born to be. You totally. are clearly living your dharma. Totally. <laughs> totally. This is the current life. And I just remember being like, cool. I am acknowledged. I have permission. Yes. And there's no shame around this. And... All of that conversation was also fortified with conversations around values and safety and boundaries, many of which I just blew through and had to learn the hard way. But when I did have, quote unquote, bad experiences that my mom felt I wouldn't listen or, or open up to her about, she found me a great therapist. And that therapist was able, we were able to just talk through any shame. So I never got stuck in shame which I think shame is such a big thing for so many it's women. The thing. It's the thing. It's the thing. It's the thing. Because, okay, probably 
it is, I, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of new information that we have around our yeah. wiring. And like, I, I do think some people are actually asexual, but many of us are actually very sexual beings yep. because life itself comes from a sexual act. Totally. In humans and in all species. And that's it. And so that's where we came from. Like life force is inherently sexual totally. and, or, or we'll just say erotic knowing that like yes. Eros is the, is the spark of life force. Yes. Okay. So you have a daughter. Yes. And yes, I do. Um, I'm so curious about what you learned growing up, what was modeled to you and what you are consciously passing on to her and what maybe you're doing differently or the same as what you were given. Oh God, yeah. Modeling and explanation and Yes, so she's 10, so yeah. she's just turned 10 and I can fe feel her, her cycle, you know, on the horizon. Mm. I got my cycle at 10 and I can just see it percolating in her moods and the swings, mm. in the way her body is forming and evolving and shaping and so, a, I talk about pleasure a lot in the house, of all things. Pleasure in food, pleasure in nature, pleasure in ritual and ceremony. So that pleasure in the bedroom is not like some kind of foreign thing that comes out of left field. Right, and so that the word pleasure is not only associated with sex. Totally, totally. Yeah. Also, you know, my kids know what our business is. And so we talk about it a lot. You know, we help women feel good, we help women feel confident. And now that they're a little bit older, I do say we help women feel sexy in their own unique way. Yeah. And I just then sort of hang back and listen to what the kids have to say about it. It's very interesting because, you know, half tops are all the rage with 10 mm -hmm. year olds. Yeah. And I don't mind her sharing her skin, but of course I want to protect her and I want her to know about safety and I want her to know that not everyone's intentions are good. So how do you share that with a child without scaring them? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I am. <laughs> no, I'm constantly figuring it out. I'm constantly figuring so it out. I'm glad I have women like you to go first. And so, oh, <laughs> holding on for dear life. And so, and I never want to comment on her body. Never. I never want to comment on her body. I only want to shower her with, you know, praise and inspiration to feel good about herself. So when when her half top is like a full a full exposure, yeah. I just say, hey, let's close the gap a little bit, you know, show yourself, but not all of yourself. Yeah. Well, why? And I said, because I actually don't want other people looking at you in ways that they shouldn't. And that's where okay. it's at right now. Okay. Does she ask more questions about that? No, she holds it there. Okay. But we do have a lot of conversations about self-defense. Yeah. And we practice. Okay. Like we practice how to speak up when we feel uncomfortable. We practice how to use our physicality if we ever feel uncomfortable. Right. And so I feel like I don't have all the answers, but I do have a lot of pieces in the puzzle that I just sort of plant when I can. I love this so much. So I did not have um, sexuality and sensuality modeled to me anywhere near like you did. Yeah. But one thing my mom did so well yeah. is that she really instilled in us that like, if you feel like something is off in any part of your life, yes, it is off it is and you can trust yourself. Totally. And my parents would both tell me anything, anytime, anywhere, you call us, no questions yes. asked, we will come get you. Totally. 
and like you will not be in trouble. Totally. And so that was like that one thing of like trust your instincts. Yes. Has really guided me. Yes. In so many situations where I could have gotten myself into a gnarly scenario. Yeah. And didn't. Yeah. Or I was in a scenario uh -huh. where I was able to exit. And so not to say that that's ever somebody's fault that they're in a situation. Of course But not. we can use our internal guidance to give us a flag earlier. Totally. And so many of us get in those situations, but we just don't have the tools to navigate them. Totally. And so to, yeah. So, so like, give me an example of how you are teaching her or practicing with her using her voice and speaking up. Oh my God. Okay. Around well, something. So a really, a really funny one that we do is, oh God, which, which I got into a situation in Santa Monica this summer where I actually had to show her how it looked in real time. Okay. But I always teach her if anyone is coming up to her that she doesn't know or that she feels threatened by, you put your hand out and you scream, stay back. Love it. And we practice that a lot. And we practice it in a really big, bold way. I'm not going to do it because I'm so close to the mic. But we can but imagine. it is very powerful. And I've seen her use it. And it makes me feel really confident that she will be able to use it. So we practice stay back a lot. Okay. And then. <laughs> this is great. It is. It is. It's a good one. And, and then we also just, you know, all the stuff that I think is already out there in information for moms, which is like. If you don't want to be tickled, you say, I don't want to be tickled. And then that other person needs to listen. So we've always done that in the house. We've Consent always done always. that. Consent always. But I also, you know, I encourage her natural feelings of flirtation and I encourage her natural. She's got like a, a real sway and I never try to shut that down. I just compliment it. I just compliment it. I love the way you walk confidently. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the way you move. You, it looks like you're really in your body. It looks oh. like you're really feeling yourself, so you know, and I'm excited by that. Yeah, I am. I'm excited by that. And you know what? Maybe I will regret this, but I am excited for her to explore herself sexually when the time is right. I don't think you're going to regret that. I am really excited for that. <laughs> and I, you know, I always tell her, just like you said, you know, you can come to me with anything. Yeah. I'm here no matter what. You'll never get in trouble. And, and we just talk through it. So when you were growing up, did you go to your mom and your dad and ask them questions about sex and share with them what you were experiencing to some degree? Like, did it feel like that was an open conversation? Because I do know people who actually did, like yeah. in, a, in a pretty graphic way, have those conversations. And I'm just curious what your experience was. So I didn't. But as I got into college, there were always older women in my life. Mm -hmm. I always sort of was able to find these mentors, you know, women who were like five, 10 years older than me, Lorraine, Amber, Nika, you know, I had a lot of great women who I would ask those questions okay. to. And, and I had a lot of great teachers in the lovers that I was with. And I'm so grateful to the men that I was with who I was able to talk to as we were exploring different things and who were gentle and open, you know, to give me that space. Not all the men I was with were like that. Sure. But I had some really great teachers in that, in that, that aspect. Yeah. It only takes a few. Yeah. It only takes a few. Okay. So how old were you when you met your husband? Okay. I... Maybe that's a hard question. Because I'm... A, <laughs> well, I'm about to be 48. Okay. And I was 26 when I met 26. him. 26. Okay. I did a love spell. And really? I did a very Tell me more. 
I was given a love spell from my dear friend Elisa in New York. She was making me a dress for my brother's wedding. And she sort of wraps you in fabric and cuts it on your body and sews it together with fishing wire on your body. And she said, I'm going to give you a spell and you're going to wear this dress and you're going to meet your man. And I was like, I didn't know I was ready to meet my man. I'm like, I'm having fun. And she was like, no, 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 this is, this is your time. I can feel it. And so I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to do this spell. I'm going to get online. I'm going to start dating and maybe it'll take a few years. So the spell <laughs> took 11 days after the spell, 11 days. So she said, you're going to take two weeks and really write down all the things that you desire in this great love of your life. And, you know, don't be superficial. You don't, you know, you don't care about a, a, a this or a that, but go really deep. And so I spent a lot of time every day working on this list. And it was things like my brother would immediately like him. Like they, they would immediately like each other, like to have this like family vibe. I wrote down that I wanted him to just get me. I, I, I always felt like men never fully got me or never fully accepted or loved the whole of me. So that was how I expressed that. I want him to really get me. I wanted to have an, a life of international adventure. I wrote that down. And, and then you put the dress on and you dance to raise your energy. And she had like infused the dress with different oils and whatnot. So it was very sensorial. And you rub your body with oil and then you give yourself pleasure. And so you masturbate. And then as you orgasm, you cast your orgasm out into the universe as if it were like a lasso, a golden lasso. And I cast it out and I like imagine lassoing this love. And then I pulled him down into, into me in this moment of great, you know, peak yeah. pleasure. And then you take the list that you wrote and you press it up against your body oh to sort of God. seal it with your love yeah. juice. And, and then you fold it up and, and put it away. And I met him 11 days later. So it was a very powerful love spell. If you're looking for your person, <laughs> do this just spell. Rewind. Do the spell. Write that down. Yeah. And do this spell. But you have to couple it with the practical act of dating or putting yourself out there. Certainly, or, you do have to leave your house. Yeah, you have to leave your house and you have to, like, you know, it, maybe you don't want to be on the apps, but maybe you commit to smiling at five strangers in the day, you know, and holding. Which will feel good regardless. It's going to feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. When I do that, I'm just like, Humans are amazing. I, I know. love everyone. Humans are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this that's so incredible. So you've been a witch for a long time. Obviously, you were born one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not a muggle. Not a muggle. Um, oh my god. But at what point did your active spells yeah. like because this was like it's sort of newer, isn't it? That you've been working with a mentor in this area of your life and, right? Is that true? Well, no. so, it, it Tell is. me I have your witch yes, story. I have several witchy mentors. So it's very interesting. I received a magic wand from my best friend's mother when I was 10 because I was always magical and I always believed in fairies and, but this wand, I still have it in my life. And it was just this moment. It's, it's been with me through every place I've lived. And it was like a marker. I knew that magic was a part of my life at 10. I knew that I could connect with different spirits. There were spirits in this 90-year-old house that I lived in. So I was always like tuned in and tapped in and exploring my own way. But I, re I, I really rejected the word witch, which is a very common mm -hmm. thing. It's the witch hundred percent. I really rejected it, and I didn't and know why. Many people listening, when I said that, they yeah, were like, wait, recoil. So, totally, yeah. totally. Just... 
Yeah, the, yeah Look, witch, throw it out if you don't like. No, no, it. yeah, witchcraft still has like a bit of a 100%. you know stigma attached to it. And even for me, I rejected the word witch, even though I was doing rituals and spells. And and then about four years ago, I was doing this past life regression meditation, and I discovered myself. I love that we're just going here, girl. I discovered. Always. I've never told this story publicly. I discovered myself in this vision, like very hunched over, and and escaping, escaping something, like running away from something. And then I was under this big old tree and I looked down and I had on like traditional witchy shoes, like a heel and a pointed toe. And I realized that I was being hunted. I was a witch and I was being hunted. And then this other self of me, like this golden goddess, like Wonder Woman self came in and rescued me and like took me into this next whatever part of my life. And I woke up from that meditation and I was like, oh, I get it. I always rejected the word witch because I was hunted in this past life or parallel life or whatever, however you look at it. And then from that day on, it was just sort of game on. And I came across an amazing witch named Madame Pamita, who has a great book about candle magic. And I started learning more about candle magic and building altars. And it really became this incredible source of creativity for me. I have studied with a, a young witch, a younger witch named Mia Magic, who's amazing, Amanda Yates. Oh yeah, I follow her on she's Instagram. She's fun, she's yep. really fun, I love her. She does great meditations if you're, if you're into that. And then Amanda Yates Garcia, who is a really amazing teacher in my life and she's taught me a lot about the land mm. and the elements and about honoring the land that we stand upon. And so I bop around. I mean, I love to take inspiration, but really for me, the most important part of my magical life is that I give myself the freedom, the complete freedom to explore and express myself. There's no one guidebook that you have to follow. There's no dogma. It's like, do what you like, do what feels good. Try this, try that. I will often like cast a big spell and then take the remnants of the altar and plant it with seeds over it and then I nurture the spell for weeks and days and months and then the flowers grow and so I have like a garden of spells that you know are, are evolving and coming true but it's it's a it's it's a it's an amazing aspect of my life it brings me so much joy and it brings me a lot of inspiration for my relationship too and for my sex life too like for me my magical practice gives me a lot of inspiration to bring into my marriage well it's the same energy yes you know Magic, spellcasting, life force energy, eros, yes. sensuality. Yes. Like, it's all the same thing. Yes. I love this so much. Okay. So, so you've been married for 19 years. You've been together for 21. Yes. You're in a monogamous yes. relationship. Yes. Which is important to say because I think a lot of the people who have long-term, like, sexually charged you know, marriages yeah. also are exploring in other ways, which yeah. is so great. Yes. I just think it's, you know, interesting that you have chosen the route of monogamy. Yes. And so I'm curious, like, have there been periods of time where the spark went out? Yeah, of course. And what did you do yeah. at that time to reignite it, if anything? Yeah, so much. <laughs> Let me get my planner like, out. I can't imagine that you were just like, well, that part's over. Yeah, no. I mean, look, it's such a huge part of our life. And I've always viewed sex as a playground. And some days you fall off the monkey bars. 
And other days you're like going on the slide. You're like, this is amazing. Yeah. I have always seen, you know, our sexual connection as an ebb and flow. I have always accepted that it's normal and natural to have passion and then the passion wanes and then the passion comes again. And so for me, it's, I'm very organized about my sex life. I'm, it's interesting because I'm getting less organized, which is nice because once I had kids, I had to be super organized to keep it flowing. I was like, I would put, you know, sex dates in the calendar. I would put one long love session. Like I would dedicate an hour on a Sunday where I would get the kids out of the house and make sure we had time. Then I would slot in a quickie and I would slot in a solo session so that I was connecting with myself and I was super organized about it. Like putting it in your planner. Yeah. And I remember when you told me this. I know. And so I many was people like, are like, that's so boring. I No, but I was fascinated because, you know, I love planners. Yes. <laughs> I love planning. You know. And I'm very organized about my time. Yeah. And you did tell me to do that. And I started to a little bit. Three times a week was like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But like once. Yeah. 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 And for so me. And then, you know, it's, anyway, so I love this. It was a great suggestion. And I just want to say, like, for you listening do it. Yes. It does work. Do it because it works. And I get that three times can feel very overwhelming and non, not achievable. And, and, but I think if you keep in mind three times, but you get one or like one and a half, totally, you're doing really good Shoot for the moon. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I have a 10 year old and an about to be 13 year old. And I would say for the first 10 years of having kids, I, I did this every week. I planned, I organized, I made dates because I knew that if I carved out time for it, then my mental energy would go there and then I would start thinking up what creative ideas we could bring to the sessions and then it was exciting and it was like an event and events are fun and so then it was fun. And even though the scheduling, I get it, people feel like, well, you lose the spontaneity and isn't that the most fun part? It was still fun. It yeah. was still great, and we still showed up for it. And it's not like you've planned every moment. You've no. just planned the date. Exactly. So there actually is a lot of spontaneity. Exactly. So you show up, and then you see what unfolds. And then, of course, there were periods where maybe I was shutting down in resentment, especially, you know, with two young kids. Resentment is, like, <laughs> it's there. And if you don't work through that, it can really just, like, kill your libido. It can kill 100%. the spark. So I would say, to answer your question, when things would die down, I always took a look like, what's actually going on here? Is it resentment? Is it unmet needs? Is it I need more sleep? Is it I've lost connection with my own sensuality? Am I feeling funky about my body? Am I not carving out enough time to feel free? Because for me, I really identified that freedom is a huge contributing factor to me feeling sexy and alive and wanting sex. So I would always just kind of take a look at what was going on, sit down with my planner and my journal, write down like what was going on. If I had resentment, I would clear it out. Always, I would clear it out. We had like a resentment check-in frequently, a couple times a month. We'd be like, hey, what are you resenting me for? And just Wow. Yeah. I love that. Really good and Our healthy. Our therapist told us to do that. We haven't done it. So do just it. And I, I, I'm totally calling myself out. Maybe by the time this episode airs, yes. we will have. He called it like a like a withhold. Yeah. Like like sit down and just like get into some of the stuff totally. that you're withholding. And what's interesting is that Charlie is the one 
who brought that idea up. He was like, Good I man. can feel your resentment. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm not as good uh, of an actor as <laughs> So it's not just me feeling it. He's like, I can feel it. Why don't you just tell me? Just tell me what it is so I can, we can work on it. So now we do it all the time. It's just like standard conversation. Yes. Okay. And here's to a man yeah. who good man. can receive and just be there with that. Totally. And not go into defensiveness totally. or fixing. Obviously, you're going to work on it because yeah, it's there, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's of the course. point of sharing it. Yes. But sometimes, I'm curious in your experience, do you find that sometimes just the act of saying it Heck yeah. is actually all that's oh necessary? Oh my God, totally. Yes. Yeah, yes. because this stuff, it festers. To, oh, the festering When it's the not worst. verbalized. And then it's verbalized and witnessed and it's like, oh, there it goes. Totally. And I think if any woman watching or listening to this thinks about where she's resentment and just where she's feeling resentment and just spends a moment like feeling it, she can also feel her pussy start to like, <laughs> like there's a direct yeah. connection. And so when you free yourself of that resentment, you also create a lot of space to get back in touch with your sexual energy, all it's all connected. Okay. So we clear out the resentment. We come together again to make sex fun. I think that's a huge priority for us is making sex fun. And it does keep us coming back for more, even when we fall out or we have a, you know, a dry spell. And for me, I'm just cognizant, like, okay, one week, no big deal. Two weeks. Okay. That's like, let's like, let's really, let me think about this. It rarely goes past that. Because again, it's like, I just, when I look at my week, I'm like, okay, where's the sexy happening? Right. In where's a it happening? In a similar way to the way other women might prioritize workouts, which I know you prioritize as well. But I do. I'm just saying like, it's societally, we're like, of course, we're prioritizing time with our kids. Yeah. We're prioritizing taking care of our families. Yeah. We're prioritizing, you know, yeah. hopefully moving our bodies. Yeah. So like, this is a critical part of your life as well. Yeah. And, and with I'm, yourself or someone else. Yeah. And both. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know, like, is it a suggestion that you have? I'm just curious. Like, if someone's, like, not feeling it with their partner, perhaps starting with themselves. Oh, and always. Sex states always. Might be a good idea. Always. And I also think that's, like, a big thing. Like, I have never stopped masturbating. For me, like, going to that self-pleasure, that place, that, like, sacred connection with yeah. myself, that has been a part of my life forever. I go to it when I'm sad. I go to it, at, like I was in living in New York, you know, when 9-11 happened, I came home, I ran home and I masturbated. Like, even though you might think, well, weren't you panicking and like running, like just thinking about your safety. And I was like, that was my safety. It's a place to go. It's, it's very healing for the nervous system. Totally. It's a way to activate and combine those synapses to say like, when all hell is breaking loose, yes. actually, if there is capacity, to have pleasure, yes. it signals to your body that you are safe. Yes. So genius. Yes. Dana? Yes. Wow. Thank you for explaining it like scientifically because I'm always just like. I'm like such a nerd. No, I'm I like, love that. Let me pull out my glasses. No, I love that about you because I'm just like all in the feeling of it, but there is so much science behind it. This is all data backed. And so when I'm sad, I masturbate. When I'm angry, I masturbate. And I express that anger vocally and verbally. When I'm happy, I masturbate. When I, you know, after we get into a fight, I will take time for myself mm -hmm. and come back to my mm -hmm. own pleasure. And I think that now as I'm aging, like my pussy needs me more than ever. 
you know, and I love having this connection. Tell me more about that. Well, I just think, listen, you know, I've gotten through the hard sort of physical years of parenting and now I'm moving into the, I have more freedom, but I also, there are more challenging emotional aspects of parenting, like parenting teenagers, all the things we're saying. How do you talk about this? How do you talk about that? I'm figuring it out. I can feel my hormones changing. I don't think I'm in perimenopause yet, but I'm turning 48. Like it's here somewhere. And so, <laughs> hello. Oh, hi. And 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 I just want to maintain this connection yeah. that I have that's so inspiring. That's this like direct connection to ecstasy and pleasure and happiness and release. And like I don't want my pussy to shrivel up and die well and just (laughs) biologically speaking so first of all the data shows that the women having the best sex of their lives are 60 and above yes i love this hello i love this number one number two there is so much we can do to maintain and enhance totally our sexual energy and also just like physiologically the moisture, the softness. Yes. And I know that you actually <laughs> created something uh, uh, really beautiful for that purpose. I'm very um, excited. And the name just like blows me away. So can you tell us a little bit about the products that, first of all, we haven't even <laughs> talked about your, your company, but ta-da! Dana actually has, which I said in the intro, an entire company dedicated to women's sex lives and their body confidence and cultivating beauty. Yes. And so anyway, tell us about your newest product. I really love it. Thank you. I love everything about it. Thank you. So it's called Glamour Puss. Obviously. Obviously. It's called Glamour Puss Hydrating Vulva Balm. And it's a daily use, really beautiful balm to oil product that you use to moisturize your entire vulva every day. And whether you have dryness due to hormonal fluctuations or stress, or maybe you're breastfeeding and you feel dry, or you just want to maintain. Just want a ritual. You just want a ritual. I wanted to create a product that really puts your relationship with your yoni, with your pussy first. And I wrote a spell for women to do with it. And so you stand in front of the mirror every day and you take a little bit and you rub it in between your hands to sort of melt it down. And as you apply it, you say, here we go. I honor my pussy. I honor. Hold on, my nose is running. Hold on, I've got like, I've got like, I need a tissue. Eva, could you bring a tissue? tissue? Thank you. And then what I want you to do is, as you do the spell, will you do it right into the camera? I will. Yes, I totally will. We're going to be front and center. Yes. And hold on, I just, I also just forgot it. I honor my pussy. I honor my power. My magnetism grows hour by hour. Soft and supple, glamorous, divine. Everything I desire will surely be mine. With self-love and passion, my heart opens wide. The world is my oyster. My pussy provides. Okay. Oh hold, God, on, hold, so on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, guys. No, you're doing great. This oh, is no. so awesome, Dana. Why is my nose running? Because it gets all the juices going. Thank you. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Yeah, let me cool down for a second. This pussy spell has got me all warmed up. It okay, will. Hold on. That's why we do it. Okay. <laughs> That's the whole point. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's I honor my pussy. I Do you want your power. phone so you can read it? Or no, I know the you spell. You just said it and I it was I know perfect. the spell. I know the spell right now. Oh, my God. Thank you. The snot's on the inside. Thank you. <laughs> thank Did you. you. When you're having a massage and you use a tissue. And totally. They just t- and I they're know. Like, I'm they're like, like, well, me, I'll just drop it on the floor. They're like, no, no, I'll take it. I'll take I'm like, it. okay. Oh, you're thank like you, my mom. 
I know it's so it's sweet. So they sweet. don't care. They, they don't they, care. They really touch sweet. people like for a living. They their do, immune and then they wash their hands. So good. But no. Okay, so uh, you want to give me the intro for yeah. that, and you want me to look right here. Okay, yeah. all right. So with this product, I know that you actually created a spell yes. to use with it as part of the daily ritual. So will you say the spell? I will. And and listen, I think the word spell freaks a lot oh, of people okay. out. Ritual. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, look, I think you, if you if you like spells, call it a spell. If you like a ritual, call it a ritual. Yeah. Either way, you could call it a poem. Call it a poem. I like that. Uh, it's my a pledge. It's, a pledge. A pussy pledge. It's a, a, it's a pussy poem. It's a pussy poem. I love that. But what it's really about is like, I think we grow up with a lot of uncertainty about how we look, how we smell, how we taste. Are we normal? And this is just really taking a moment with yourself to just honor and celebrate your beautiful pussy as she is. Okay. And so the spell, here we go. All right, so you take your Glamour Puss and you like smell the rose oil and it's amazing. No artificial fragrance, no artificial color, no sulfates, no phthalates. It's amazing. No silicone, no sulfates. I said that. Okay, and you stand and you look in the mirror and you say, I honor my pussy. I honor my power. My magnetism grows hour by hour. Soft and supple, glamorous and divine. Everything I desire will surely be mine. With self-love and passion, my heart opens wide. The world is my oyster. My pussy provides. <laughs> and the beauty of this so spell, good. thank you. The beauty of this spell is that I, I always use the word magnetism because for me, it's like whatever I yeah. want to magnetize will come to me. But if you're working on self-love, my self-love grows hour by hour. Okay. If you're working on money, my money grows hour yeah. by hour. If you're working on your relationship, my relationship, my intimacy grows hour by hour. Whatever you're working on, you're putting your pussy energy, you're loving, accepting, sensual, beautiful energy into that. Yes. And then you feel, it's so interesting, a friend of mine came over and I was like, do you want to try the new product? She's like, I'm not dry. I mean, she was really like, no, you know, I, I don't need this. Right, because shame. If there's something wrong with our pussies, our vulvas, there's shame. And I was like, that's cool. This isn't about something being wrong. Oh. It is a solution if you do have sure. dryness. But I said, just go in the bathroom. Charlie was sitting there. He's known her for 20 years. Love. I said, just go in the bathroom, put it on. She came out and she was like, Literally. oh my Sure, God. you could see it on her face. Right? Totally. It's all connected. So physiologically, right? Our pussies are the seat of our life force. Mm. They are the seat of our creativity. The second chakra is money, sex, and power. Yes. This is our power center. Mm, so yes. to have something that you are doing daily to activate that magnetic energy. Yes. Whoa. I'm really excited about it. Whoa. I'm really excited. <laughs> I feel like, you know, our business, you know, has, has taken so many different uh, journeys and it's been such a wild ride. I always, you know, I started the brand with the philosophy that every woman deserves to feel her most confident and sexy in her own skin and her own way. And as the business has grown, we became very mainstream. We stopped selling a lot of our pleasure products because we became so mainstream and Facebook requirements, all these things that kind of stop you from like selling all the things you want to sell. Yeah, because the culture is repressive. Exactly. But I am so excited to really get back and release this, you know, it's so connected to the DNA of why I started this brand is to really help women just become so connected to themselves and to harness that sensual power and take it out into every aspect of their lives. 
for me, that's what this product does. And I'm really very excited about it. Tell me about why you chose to use the word vulva on. Yes. Thank you for asking that question because I went back and forth with that a lot. I was going to call it a hydrating intimate balm. So it was between hydrating intimate balm and hydrating vulva balm. And at the end of the day, I felt like if I called it an intimate balm that women would only think that it was for use in the bedroom. And I wanted to bring this experience out of the bedroom and make it a daily practice. You know, we all put moisturizer on our arms and our legs. We all put cream on our faces. We put on our sunscreen or this and our that. But why aren't we taking care of our vulvas? And also, like, up until a few years ago, so many women didn't even know the vulva. We all called it a vagina. It's still pretty common. You think so? My girls. It's just our community. Of course, yeah. my girls know it as the vulva. Yes, yes. They had to ask me what a vagina was, which yeah. is hilarious. And love. But their friends with their anatomically correct, like, feminist moms yes. are often yes. telling them they have a vagina, yes. which they do. Yep. It's just incomplete. Yes. So I'm just like to see the word vulva on packaging of yeah. a product is yeah. actually a revolution. I think it is. I thank you for saying that. I think it is. I think it was a, a bolder choice. Yeah. I think that we'll need to do education on it, a little bit of education. But I, it's, it says, it says hydrating vulva balm in gold foil. And like, it's great. I mean, look at the font. Just, it's, can you hold it up to look at the yeah. font? So, and we'll, 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 we'll cut into that. I yeah. mean, it's just so gorgeous. Thank you. And then on the inside, there's cats. <laughs> because like, <laughs> why not? But also there's a, there's a QR code that will take you to a page where there's five different pussy rituals. Cool. that I have explained. So the spell ritual is there. There's a pussy gazing ritual. There's a solo session ritual. And there's some affirmations and really good stuff so to get you inspired. with education and yeah. activities. Yes. Okay. So you run this company with your husband. I do. Did you start it with him? We did. Together? Yes. Okay. We started it together three months after we met. For the love of God. For okay. the love of God. It's all we've ever we known. We have such a similar path in yes. terms of like love and marriage and money. Yes. yes. So I know it's not always been easy. You've gone through so many seasons. I mean, yeah. we're talking basically 20 years of loving each other and making money together. It's wild ride. It's not for everybody. Yes. But and thank you for your support always. You know, when we get together for our lunches, I really value your support so on that. Good. Well, it's just not everyone. It's a unique totally constellation it is. <laughs> working with your spouse. And so I'm curious, what are, you know, like, not to try to boil you down too much into a blog post, but I like a good I bullet am point. curious, like, what are some of your maybe three or however many you want to do of your best tips mm. for what makes it work in this particular season yeah. with working with your husband? Love that. Okay. Number one, we work in separate spaces. Yes. <laughs> like, Affirm. Just. <laughs> Let's not be around each other all day. Like, let's actually be in separate physical spaces. Let's come together for are meetings. Are you at home? We are but now. in separate buildings. We are now, and we are in separate buildings of the home. Just to be yes. clear. Yes. It's so funny. It's true. You know, we gave up our office when quarantine and all that happened. I would love to get out of the house again, but I don't know if it's quite right and I actually quite like some aspects of it. So, But we do. We work in separate spaces which is helpful. We even do like Zooms, even if we're on the same Zoom, we'll stay in our separate spaces. We do that too. So we don't interrupt each other. Like Charlie is now hitting the raise the hand button in the Zoom. And I'm like, this is a revelation. I've been waiting 
20 years for you to not interrupt me verbally. And this is like a major growth moment. So it's opposite in our marriage. You interrupt. I'm the interrupter. Uh-huh. It's something I'm uh-huh. working on. I'll start. <laughs> maybe I'll start raising my hand. Thank you. That was Raise a good tip. Raise the hand. Raise the virtual hand. It's kind of cool. It's cute. Okay. So secondly, we, obviously we communicate about everything and I would add to that. There is a level of radical honesty now that has entered our relationship within the last few years that has also come into our business conversations. And it's just like, I feel like you're micromanaging me and I want to kill you. I I mean, I have rage about it and he can hear that. What a straightforward sentence. It is very straightforward now. There's no, like the facade, the dancing around him, which I recognize that I did even unconsciously, the appeasing, you know, that kind of stuff. As independent and strong as I've always been, these last few years of becoming radically honest have have meant that not only am I radically honest with him, I'm radically honest with myself and my own patterns. And so really looking at the ways where maybe I would, wouldn't say something because I didn't want to get into it with him or I didn't want him to feel a certain way. That's gone. We're radically honest. It makes our bickering and our fights mm-hmm. a lot shorter and we just get through things a lot quicker. It is such a time saver. Yes. Yes. Wow. And then sex breaks. Okay. I'm just going to, yeah, you know, great. we definitely during the work day. During the work day because your kids are at school. Because the kids are at school. It's a little. And do you schedule those? I do. Like in between Zooms? I have to. Well, yeah. I have to schedule them on the days where there's no one else in our house. I know that's. So that's kind of tricky, be tricky because we do have, you yeah. know, help with cleaning of the house and which is great. So it needs to be on a day where there's no one else in the house. Yeah. And that's just fun. That's okay. just fun. That just says, let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's break free from the roles that we are in when we're in business mode and let's play and let's have a little bit of pleasure. So that's very helpful. So it sounds like you are more of the leader in your sex life. Is that mm. true? Or is, is Charlie also bringing ideas and creativity and sending you a Google calendar invite for a sex date? Like, how does that Yeah. Work? So you ask the best questions, Kate. You really do. You just, I'm really you, quite curious. Ask the best questions. So. I am the leader in planning, and I would say that we are equal leaders in bringing the fun. He is phenomenal at ordering the kinds of lingerie I like to wear. He's amazing at bringing in new toys, new things to play with, new, you know, apps, right, for erotica, different things. He is excellent at bringing, bringing the fun and bringing the newness. And I bring, I love talking about this. I love to dress up. I love to bring a sense of exposing different aspects of my personality. I think that dressing up for me is like a vehicle to that expression. It's like I get to try on other sides of myself or I get to explore, you know, the flirty or the naughty or the dirty or whatever. And so I would say also, like, if you're uninspired, like, play dress up and allow that to just maybe uncover something new about yourself that excites you to show it off in the bedroom. So I do a lot of that. Okay. That's fun. Dressing up. So you you do the planning, but you equally bring the fun. Definitely. And he's really good at accessorizing he's great. the scenario and, and juicing it up and adding. Okay. Totally. And he's really great at knowing what I need. Like if I show up and I'm like, we have 15 minutes, like we have a another meeting and I'm and he's like, 
Um, he's You're like, so hot right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, I don't want to get in there. He's like, do you need a massage? I'm like, I do. So he really knows how to help me transition. I will often make time for a transition, like five to 10 minutes yeah. to touch myself, yeah. to get dressed or undressed into something yeah. else, to dance, to move, to think sensual thoughts. And then we begin. I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll ever do this one day, yeah. but I think it would be really great because I know you've written your two books yes. and they're phenomenal. Thanks. And I think there's another one possibly about sex and magic because yes. you know this spell that you did this love spell is yes. you know is is sex magic it's yes. been passed down from woman to woman yes. for thousands and thousands of years yes. and more and more people are talking about it yes. which is very yes. exciting it's very exciting um, but i love the way you bring you bring such a like a lightness and almost an innocence to these conversations that make it very approachable thank you and because that's like this is the it, there this is very pure it's like a very pure aspect of us and yes. it's just the culture that has told us it needs to be in the shadows and is dirty because it's our power yes so of course you know yes. right and that wasn't a question, but do you have anything to say about that? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I would love to write a third book. And I definitely think it will be some sort of a magical book. I like that you sort of honed in on sex and magic. I was, I was thinking, oh, maybe it'll just be like a spell book of like all my best spells because I write them down and take pictures of them. Do you have like a grimoire? I do. Yeah. I do. I'll show you next yeah, time I you see come it. over. I really want to see it. But yeah, I would love to do a book on, on sex and magic. And I, there is a lot more information out there about sex magic, which is amazing. I think that for a woman who is not yet introduced to that world, hearing the phrase sex magic might feel overwhelming. Totally. But it is just about ritualizing and tuning into the present moment beauty of the moment, bringing real intention to it, bringing attraction, the law of attraction into your pleasure. I mean, pleasure is such a powerful force within us and it is like a magnet. So why not use it to draw, use our pleasure to draw what we want to us? So thank you for the tip. I will start mapping that out. I will read that book. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, I'll just ask you questions in the meantime. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. For yeah. those who don't have, who can't just text you. Yes. Or go to lunch. Yes. Okay. So the name of the podcast is Plenty, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And it's about really having an experience with money, time, and energy where there just is like this oozy, more than enough, like liquid golden honey feeling. So I'm curious for you, knowing that we've discussed sex, we've discussed magic. I want to know, is there anything that you do or any lessons you've learned about how you can infuse your business and your money making with some of this energetic, magical quality? And, and how, do you, how do you do that, if so? Yes. So I still struggle with scarcity mindset. I go in waves for sure. And when I feel that, I always come back to the word bounty. What is my bounty? What is the bounty that already exists in my life that I can look to as evidence to know that I can overcome this challenge, to know that I can make the sales that I need to, to know that we can achieve the goals, right? So I literally will sit down and write that question in my journal. What is the bounty that already exists in my life that I can look to as evidence and proof? And then I just 
write down the evidence. I made it through this. I made it through that. My bounty is my children. My bounty is the love. My bounty is my pleasure. My bounty is my home. My bounty is that my parents are still alive. Like all this bounty. And then even right now, just saying the words like, I am infused with the feeling of bounty and abundance. And that's what I do. I love that. Yeah. I have an alter ego. Yeah. I have an alter ego named Betty Bounty. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, no way. Yeah. So I think about sometimes like, what love that. What would Betty Bounty do in this scenario? So I love that so much. That's killer. If you could go back in time. That is killer, girl. I didn't know that about you. Time and tell like your young self coming just out of college or just out of high school or whatever you're doing in those early days, coming into making your own money. Yeah. What would you want to tell her about money? What advice would you give her? Oh, God. I don't have a pat answer for that. I think because I'm still learning a lot. I think that I grew up with the idea that money was hard. And it was hard to come by. And if you weren't working, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say. If, okay. <laughs> it's not exactly about money. What I would tell myself is that your worth is not tied to your financial success. Like that will come, but your worth is tied to how you love. It's tied to how you feel about yourself. And it's tied to how you can help other people feel great about themselves. And that's what I would tell myself. Because that is truly now where I understand my worth to come from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is so delicious. Thank you. And then tell me what the word plenty makes you feel or what it means to you. Mm. The word plenty feels really grounded to me. And it makes me feel like stop rushing and just root in to the plenty that already exists. It makes me think of a garden. It makes me think of my garden. Um, and it makes me feel enough. It makes me feel enough. I love you, Dana. Myers. I love you so much. You are so wise and so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for you for being here and thank for you. just sharing yourself so generously, sharing the bounty of you. Oh my God, thank you. So if people want to connect with you, can yeah. you let them know where? And also, I think we have a special discount code we for do. them for Glamour Puss. We so do. So tell them about that too. Yes, yes. You can find me on Instagram personally at Dana Myers, XOXO. You can connect with all things about the brand on Instagram at Booty Parlor. We're also on TikTok at 48. I'm like climbing on board with my cane um, to the TikTok trend. I might need some notes on that. I've still, I've still not done it. I'll help you. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. And yeah, if you want to, you can actually shop for Glamour Puss or anything on this site with the code Kate20. You get 20% off anything. Yeah. Thank you for your generosity. So all of that, of course, will be in the show notes as well if you're driving. I love you. Thank you for being here. I love you. Thanks for the opportunity to come on and talk and share about my magic. I think it's the first podcast that I've shared fully about my magic. And also the first podcast that we've really gotten into Glamour Puss on. So you pop my cherry, baby. (laughs) Thank you, you, love. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Plenty with Dana. Isn't she just delicious? So, of course, if you liked it, please share it with someone. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Go shop for some Glamour Puss. I love you, and I will see you next time. Woohoo! You made it to the end of an episode of Plenty. Don't you feel expanded already? So if you liked this episode, go ahead and 
leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast, text a friend, and let them know they need to listen in. That helps us spread the word so more people can experience plenty together. And if you want to ease your path to creating wealth, I created a money breakthrough guide for you where I interviewed over 20 of my high-earning women friends, and I asked them what their biggest money breakthrough guide was, and the responses were so mind-blowing and helpful, I knew I needed to pass them along to you. This is the kind of thing that is often only shared behind closed doors, but now you can access it totally for free. So head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash breakthroughs and get the guide. Again, that's katenorthrup.com forward slash breakthroughs. And I'll see you next time for plenty.